show that's all on the rage. Real life criminals compare and contrast. CSI's old broadcast. Night shift pages, the lonely night ranger. Examining crime scenes, breaking down the danger. Jordan's got knowledge of the show. Don't Keeping you entertained when we get to the gristle. When you're done with the show and your minds are wrecked, you need a CSI reality check. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the podcast CSI Reality Check. I'm Night Shift Page. And I'm Power Shift Jordan. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And belated happy holidays. Yes. We took ourselves a little bit of a hiatus there over the holidays due to some work busyness and then family busyness and then... Pretty full schedules. Yeah. Yeah. Got a little out of control. Yeah. I think I had Christmas Eve day and Christmas day off and still somehow managed to work. Almost in a full week Ugh. that week. Yeah. I worked ended up ended up working thirty six hours Ugh. with a Monday and Tuesday off. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not really sure how I did that. <laughs> but it happened. So yep. <laughs> And then I was called in on Christmas or uh, New Year's Eve day. Mm. So I lucked out with my schedule because I worked the back half of the week. Yeah. I had all the holidays off, which nice. was awesome. Nice. Yeah. Um but we should be back to a regularly, our a relatively regular recording schedule. Yes, we say that, and then you know people will get shot or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah, who knows? Um, but this week, the much-awaited Body Farm episode. Yes, dun dun dun. It's season two, episode fifteen, Burden of Proof, and it's really just kind of one big case. So yeah. it's it's my joy this week. Yes, it is. Story time from Paige. <laughs> Yes. Snuggle in, chillins. Here we go. I like the opening scene of this one because mm-hmm. it has sort of a Halloween-y feel to me. Yeah. Like, we basically just watch, like, Grissom walk into this wooded area, but, like, the wind blows and the leaves go across the path, and it's sort of very spooky. Yeah. <laughs> it probably did air at Halloween or something. It may have. I didn't yeah. I didn't look up the original air date. Um, but basically, so Grissom walks into this area, and he passes by a car, and there's a dead body behind the wheel with, like, a little rodent on its shoulder mm-hmm. and he just ignores it and keeps on walking. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, he walks up to another body that's on the ground and like we see a second live person like come up behind Grissom and kind of squat down to the ground with him. And Grissom or the un- uh, we never actually like find out any more about this guy really, oh, but he just basically just says that this body's not ours. And Grissom's like, are you sure? And the guy goes, yeah, we log and record all the bodies. <laughs> what a uh, type A serial killer <laughs> we've got going here. Um, but Catherine and Brass show up and basically we find out we're at a body farm. Makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Just, can you like imagine like, just like the super organized like serial killer who has like a vlog and he's like, and this is how I organize and this is my bullet journal of all my murders and... It's just sort of like, like color uh, codes and stuff. Uh, the Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Yeah, Hannibal, that series. They had some crazy serial killer scenes in yeah. that one. No, thank you. Yeah, out of control. I'm good. <clears throat> Including a dude who like grew mushrooms out of bodies. It was real weird. It was real weird. That yeah. is weird. Um. Anyways, we're going to talk about body farms, but we're going to kind of like get through this first part first. Yeah. Uh, there's another body that's hung up in a tree nearby, and it's almost completely skeletonized. Yeah. Like, 
that's not unless you got some real strong ligaments going on like you're pretty much gonna fall by that point yeah your neck is gonna stretch out too Mm -hmm. i mean yeah yeah like the necks get really long and they don't even have to be up for very long. Nope. And and your Just neck the will stretch of everything. out. Yeah, yeah your stretches neck out the stretch. ligaments and stuff. And they typically like will snap before you become a full on skeleton. So yeah. usually you don't find full skeletons hanging in trees. Like that's just Halloween decorations. Yeah. <laughs> um but David's there. He says uh, the guy that we're interested in has been dead for about six hours. Mm-hmm. They turn him over and they find possibly a bullet wound in his side. And then a little beetle crawls out of like the the fold in his shirt mm-hmm. and Grissom sees that and is like, Oh, it's a carpet beetle. That should be like the last one at the body. And then he looks over and sees the skeleton hanging in the tree and he yells out, David, get this guy out of here. Now we've got cross contamination. Yeah. <laughs> he freaks out a little too much. Yeah. Like it's definitely for TV drama. Oh yeah. Cause then it's like, you know, roll credits and the song comes in and everything. Yeah. Like it's a very dramatic opener okay let me tell you what guys y'all had a lot of cross-contamination before right and you hadn't nearly freaked out this much yeah like you're gonna expect also like i was really curious about the so let's talk about the body farms a little Mm -hmm, bit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh i'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast you know what a body farm is but we're gonna talk about it just in case you don't know what it is basically they studied taphonomy which is the like fossilization of of Everything. It doesn't yeah. have to be people, but in this case, it's people. And so they will take uh, willed bodies, donated bodies, uh, and set them up in different scenarios. So, like, we see the guy in the car and the guy hanging in the tree. They'll bury them in shallow graves. They'll leave them completely exposed. They'll put them in, like, chicken coop sort of things I've seen before, yeah. which will help eliminate, <clears throat> um, like, scavenger animals from showing up so they can just study entomology. You get submerged in lakes. Uh, there's all sorts of different things that, that they yeah. do to these bodies so that they can study decom. And a lot of times they're like in different places in the U.S. because like the climates are so different. For a very long time they weren't. Yes. They've, uh, they've created more. Yeah. So, so they can study more. So the first and probably the most famous one is in Knoxville, Tennessee at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Yes. Uh, you can go on a very special CSI school for like six months there. <sighs> Oh, yeah. I thought about applying, but mm, yeah. Our department probably wouldn't pay for that, but that would be amazing. No, because then they'd also have to pay you while you're gone. So. It's fine. It's training. I don't think it's... It may not be six months. I think you, like, go for maybe two months, and then you come back, and then, like, Kill a year a later... you watch him decompose, and then... No. Yeah, and then, like, a year later, you go back and see what your body's doing and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, cool. so these are left out for long periods yeah, of time. Yeah. Uh, they're all secure facilities a lot of them have privacy fencing as well because uh one of them when it was first set up somebody went uh guys like i can see dead bodies from my house and so they put up like big secure like they're like yes sorry about that we'll build a bigger fence yeah (laughs) um and i'm a smell too that there's also that there were complaints when they first opened up in tennessee too so side note Mm mm-hmm I know, like, on TVs and stuff, they're always, like, when they see a dead body, like, suddenly it's, like, the smell hits them and they freak out. And I'm like, yeah, it is really difficult. The smell is really, really, really bad. Mm -hmm. But it's never timed correctly in the movies or the TV show. You're going to smell somebody before you see them. Oh, yeah. And so I was watching this movie 
And um, it was FBI had like raided a house and they were looking for all these hostages. And um, one of the FBI agents almost gets shot. And, but the, it was like by this very illegal gun, big giant hole in the wall uh, that missed her. Mm -hmm. And they start, looking and they go oh my gosh we think the body is in the wall so they like rip over rip open the sheetrock and they find bodies in the wall they turns out they have like 20 bodies buried in the wall in one room and like that sicario yes it's sicario yeah Yeah, that's what i was watching and um i don't my husband was with me and i was like you definitely would have smelled that yeah because they were like all rotting and gross and like liquefying and stuff yeah they were wrapped in plastic i remember the heads were Oh, that's it? Some of them may have been fully, but I distinctly remember not everybody being wrapped in plastic. Oh, yeah, you're definitely And I was like, like I, I told him, I was be like, moldy and nasty the, as well. That house smells awful. There's no way people are just living there and sitting there watching TV. Was it an occupied home? I don't, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Bad guys were like, like yeah, because home. some dude's just like sitting in his, uh, it looks like he has a third row seat from like an Escalade in his living room. <laughs> it's his chair and he's like watching a movie and this SWAT vehicle just busts into the <laughs> living room. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, and so I, I was just, that's another thing. Yes, the smell is really, really, really bad, mm-hmm. but they, it's always like right when they see it is when they smell it, and that's not true. No. You will smell it, especially if it's if it's it doesn't even have to be that far advanced. Like, yeah, depending on. So one of the things that the body farm studies is like, you know, different uh, like temperatures and climates that are yeah. affecting decomp. So like, if you get the right situation, if you're in a nice warm, wet climate, like decomp happens kind of quickly, and uh, like. I've had bodies that you could smell from outside the house. Yeah. Sort of yes, thing. I have too. Yeah. Like it's bad. Yeah. And then those you are, have to go those into are, the house. Yeah. Those are those. Um, it's been three weeks since someone's heard from yeah. them and it's summer. <laughs> yeah. It's not pretty. No. I've never actually worn a mask at a scene though to block the smell. I've, I've never had one that affected me that poorly. Yeah. I think I wore. I didn't wear. Uh, oh, I did wear one, but it was because this guy had killed himself in his car, and he hadn't been found for days, and he was going to pop. Ooh, and yeah. but he <laughs> killed himself. He killed himself by starting a tiny grill. Oh, and dying. Yeah, and we didn't. We didn't know. Yeah. So I wore like the full. Yeah. mask thingy or whatever. Now I did wear like just a regular surgical mask one time and that just mainly helped me to like remember and I always say breathe low and breathe slow. Yeah. Um and so I rarely ever wear one but I have before just to kind of like take that first wave of shock. Yeah. But once you're in it for a little while, you kind of don't notice it. And then you go away from it and the wind blows and you smell dead bodies. And now, yes. <laughs> and heaven forbid you wash your hair and it gets in your hair and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's never good. No. So, anyway. Um, yeah. So, the one in Knoxville opened in 1972. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this guy William Bass is the the guy who started it and he took over the department in anthropology department there in 1971 and basically was like, we're doing this. And it's been running since then. Cool. They get about 100 body donations a year. If you are interested in doing this, they're, uh, Google your local one. If you're nearby one, I'm sure that there's 
a, you know, a system to donate. Usually you can do it either through the medical examiner's office or through the university directly. Yeah. Um, there are five other facilities in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Two are located in Texas, mm-hmm. one at Sam Houston University in Huntsville, and the other one is at Texas State University in San Marcos. Uh, there's another one in Colorado, Colorado Mesa University, which is in Whitewater, Colorado. And it's the uh, the body farm at the highest altitude, and it also has the most arid climate. Okay. So that one's cool because it's a little different. Though Tennessee and Texas, very different climates as well. Yeah. So, um, and then the first, I don't have the dates on the ones in Texas, but the first human body was placed in late 2013 at the one in Colorado. And I think the ones in Texas were either like the late 90s or the 2000s, like something like that. So it's it was like 20 years, basically. It's only been to that, 20 to 30 years for the Texas ones. Well, it's 20 years that Knoxville stood alone, too. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. they operated for a long time before we were like, hey, maybe we should get some more of these. Yeah. Um, in North Carolina, there's a facility at the confusingly named Western Carolina <laughs> University. <laughs> I had to look that up. I'm like, I don't know where Western Carolina <laughs> University is. Is that a state? <laughs> like, did we get another one? <laughs> um, it's up in the mountains, mm. and they also use it to train cadaver dogs. Oh, smart. Yeah. In Carbondale, Illinois, there is the Southern Illinois University uh, body farm. They all have, like, different names. So these are all yeah. anthropology departments, so mm-hmm. they're, like... The Anthropology Taphonomy Facilities or something like that. One of them, the acronym is FOREST, which I really like. I can't (laughs) remember which one that is. I think that's the Colorado one, maybe. Um, And Illinois started accepting first human donations in 2012. There are two also outside the U.S., one in Australia, uh, opened in 2016, and it, see this one, it has it, after. After. Australian Facility for... Tafo- oh, no, no, I can't say it. Taphonomic. Thank you. Experimental research after. <laughs> <laughs> and it's operated by the University of Technology, Sydney. It's outside Sydney. Um, and then Holland has one in Amsterdam, which is actually run by a teaching hospital. This one I found interesting. They have to bury the bodies. They can't leave them exposed. So they are in shallowed graves, basically. Huh. Yeah. What constitutes a burial? Not leaving it on top of the ground, I think. Because so many of these study exposure decomposition, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, so can I just put like a handful of dirt and consider it badly buried? (laughs) They said shallow graves. I couldn't find a lot of information on this one. I don't know if it's just that like it's not translated into English, but that seems weird because it should be. I also didn't dig super deep into it, but... Well, geez, Paige. I know. I kind of fell apart on this one. (laughs) Um, And then... So there isn't actually one in Las Vegas. Yeah. After this episode aired in like 2003, they did try to get one, but they couldn't secure funding. I think it would be interesting to have one somewhere in the Southwest because it's also a very different climate. It's very yes. arid and it gets very hot out there. It's very, it gets very hot and it gets very cold. Yeah. And so I think that would be a really interesting place to have one mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Because you've got, it's so different mm-hmm. depending yeah. on where you're at. Yeah. So. So there's one in the mountains. Uh and then most of the other ones are kind of like at sea level, but in very different climates. Texas, Tennessee, yeah. Carolinas. Or no, that one's the one in the mountains. Uh, Illinois. Yeah. And Illinois has a lot of cold weather, too, so you get to see That's the true. differences there. Uh, and in Australia, they found out that a lot of the research done on, on these farms 
doesn't apply to the Australian climate at all. So they see very different decomposition patterns. How interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Hmm. Look at so that. So it'd be really interesting to see the one in Amsterdam only opened like in 2017 or Obviously, something Obviously, like this so. means we need to secure funding to go to Australia and Amsterdam to observe their body farms. I mean, I'd, I'd go to any single one of them, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> but it would be cool to go to Australia. But let's go to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um. I feel like there was something else I was going to say about them and I didn't write it down, so now I don't remember. Oh, well, moving on. <laughs> there are a couple books, if, if people are further interested, that, that talk about these different places. Uh, quite a few of them focus on the one at Knoxville just because it's been around the longest and is really by far the most popular. I didn't know there was one in Illinois. I knew about Yeah, the I didn't other know ones. one was in Illinois. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there you go. So that's all our body farms. The U.S. has quite a few. There you go. So, you know, Google. Yeah. Careful for images. The UK has tried to open some. They uh, come into the problem of using human bodies. There are other places in Europe that have also tried and said like, hey, we'll use pigs because they decompose very similarly. Um, But a lot of in the EU and in the UK, they have run into a lot of issues of using human tissues. Yeah. You've talked about that before, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, which I find strange because they seem to be at the forefront of a lot of forensic and scientific discovery in in this field specifically. A lot of the stuff we read, like some English dude <laughs> like <laughs> figured it out first or used it first yeah. or, you know, and stuff like that. And so I'm I'm that actually really surprises me that they aren't one of the more forward it doesn't surprise People. me because on the flip side of that, they're also very forward thinking in privacy and like your your right as a human to like be in control of your body. Right. I, I get that. But so, if I'm saying, hey, I want to donate my body. Yeah. You know, that yeah. that's what surprises they me. Also, Not so much with the, the rest of it. but Yeah. Well, they also have a lot of uh, very, in the UK at least, a lot of strict laws about land development. Oh, yeah. So that could play a big part into it yeah. as well. Yeah, we're in America. Oh, you own this land? You can do what you want with it. Yeah. So, like there's very few <laughs> testing sites for um, uh, munitions in the UK as well because of what it does to the soil. So they yeah. restrict things like that. Well, and they're in a bit different. And I never it's really tiny. thought about this. Yes, it's very it tiny. It takes like 10 hours to drive all the way across the UK. Right. <laughs> from and so top to bottom. <laughs> I think I think that's sometimes we I, I forget that for sure. Um, and in fact, for yeah. fun, I like to look up random stuff on Google Maps. And today I was actually doing that and thought to myself, like, oh, my goodness, like how small that country you know, like it really is. Like it's, The U.S. is 40 times the size of the U.K. It, exactly. Yeah. And so they do have to be very careful with what they do because mm-hmm. it doesn't just affect one state or one county or parish mm-hmm. or wherever you're at. Like, it is – it will affect the entire country. Okay, and. Yeah. And they, and even though World War II was a while back, there's still issues from that because they're just getting, you know, bombed all of the time. And so there's a lot of issues like, it doesn't surprise me they have laws regarding their soil and their land development and stuff mm-hmm. like that because, you know, a lot of that was affected, like the dynamic of their country changed mm-hmm. and, you know, that yeah, I don't d- know how, I don't know how far back those laws date. Yeah. They might be pretty old, though. They may be pretty old, but yeah. it, it would not surprise me if 
that's the reason why things don't change as much as like we in America think they should change or oh, be I mean, because space coming out our butt. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> Wyoming you know. is pretty much untouched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, that doesn't really surprise me. Yeah. All right. So back to our episode. Uh, Second okay. paragraph. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Just making sure I touched on everything in the yes, first paragraph. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so everybody's back in the lab. They're like kind of all in the break room and they're talking about being at the body farm. Sarah's super jealous that they got to go. She's always wanted to go. And uh, uh, Nick says that Grissom goes in there like on his nights off and like, I don't blame him because it would be cool, but I also doubt like how much you could just walk through one of those areas. Like, yeah, you can't really, my, um, my middle school teacher, science teacher wanted to take us to like the morgue or something one mm-hmm. time, but she was going to like handpick students and like really, yeah. you know, and of course the school wouldn't let her, but uh, shout out to Miss <laughs> McCabe. Because she totally was like, oh, it's cool that you're interested in forensics. That's yeah. a legit thing. Keep going forth. Yeah. So, and I've actually met her since then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she teaches at um, one of the high schools in town. Oh, yeah. nice. So, nice. I've, I've gotten to see her since like, then. Like, since you started Yeah, since I started CSI work. I, like, went up to the school and was like, can I talk to, you know, Miss So-and-So? And she, oh, she's not Miss McCabe anymore. But, <laughs> and, uh. They were like, yeah, sure. And so I got to tell her, like, hey, you had a really big impact on me. And I remember when you wanted us to take us to the morgue. And that was really cool, even though we didn't get to go. And look what I do now. <laughs> yeah, like what I do. <laughs> so it was cool. Very cool. But yeah, you can't just walk through those places. I, I Yeah, and I'm sure he's, like, doing, I mean, in our research, fictional world here. Yeah. yeah, it's like, because he's an entomologist. So there's something there. But, like, I don't know how much they'd allow you to, like, go and pick up the bugs off the body. Because you yeah. want to watch it in its entirety. Yeah. So. I don't know. Um, but Nick goes to open the fridge and there's an awful smell coming from it. And he's like, he's even like, it's on my sandwich. And as it turns out, Grissom's got blood for an experiment in there. And it's blood that the, the Red Cross has given them because it's past its expiration date. You remember our fake blood? Mm-hmm. It smelled real mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the same thing. Mm. It smells real bad. Yeah. Uh, I have problems with this. Yeah. So this would not be a thing. Nick is like, man, that's nasty. Somebody's got to talk to Grissom. And Grissom like walks in right then. But when Nick confronts him, he basically just doesn't care. And like, this is the beginning of a, of a theme in the episode of Grissom not really like paying attention or taking into consideration anybody else. Like yeah. he's being real selfish. Also, though, like, I have to... The only reason I really brought this up is that that is so nasty. That would never happen. It would never happen. It would never happen. Like, it, we have specialty fridges that for biohazard stuff because that is a biohazard. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not putting my sandwich in there. I'm not putting my drinks in there. I'm not putting anything in there. Yeah, no. No. No, Mm-mm. no, no, no. That no. would never happen. So, Grissom needs to, like, get his head together because, no, dude, you don't do that. Don't be gross. Yeah. So Grissom heads out to see Doc Robbins, and they examine the body. The wound appears to be from a bullet, but there's no bullet fragments anywhere in the wound track. And no exit wound? No exit wound. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They Interesting. Like hit a rib, but there's nothing else. Hmm. Yeah. So Catherine walks in uh, and says that the, the victim has been ID'd as Mike Kimball. Mm-hmm. And she says that they're, like, the team's all heading out to Mike's house. And they think that that's going to be the primary scene because obviously, like, the body farm's a dump site. 
she turns around to go and Grissom just like stands there and she's like, are you coming? And he's like, no, we're going to like excise this wound track. Like I'm into this right now. Like I'm in the zone. All right. Basically. And uh, so she just goes, okay. And like wanders off. It kind of skips around a little bit, so some of this is, like, clumped together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, like, they find a metal implant in Mike's ribs. I don't... We, we don't really explore that any farther, but it's there. Okay. Um, and a bovine magnet. Maggot. Ooh. Yeah. So Grissom, like, pulls out this maggot and basically is like, this doesn't exist in humans. Like, this only exists in cows. I don't know if you can do that, like, just by eyeballing the maggot. Like, it looks like a regular maggot that I've seen on people before, so... I don't don't know. know. Maybe Um, it has a bee on it. (laughs) It's black and white spots. Yeah. (laughs) Picked it up and it went... (laughs) Yeah, maybe they move. (laughs) I'm going to say that next time I go to a scene where there's maggots on a body, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, bovine maggots. (laughs) Just to see if anybody says anything. They won't. (laughs) <laughs> look, we'll they like look, look like at you they like, look like uh, tiny cows <laughs> <laughs> oh man um grissom says that they also study animals at the body farm though and so that it could be further cross-contamination so when they get to mike's house it's on fire. <laughs> well, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that sucks. Um, Warwick and Nick discover that the point of origin for the fire is in the upstairs bedroom, uh, but that the flames, like, traveled through the vents and went downstairs because there's also, I don't know, they talk about accelerant, but then they're like, oh, it's the furniture polish. And okay. then they show, like, a poly, like a a plywood desk like catching fire yeah let me just say um, and we've briefly discussed arson investigation because we are not arson investigators that's a whole separate thing yeah but what i will say arson school is very difficult and there's a lot of discretion regarding certain things yeah so i highly doubt this early on in the series that a lot of the information they may talk about is correct so but what they're talking about is fine as regards to the story. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. They're just. Yeah. Arson stuff's real iffy. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't really focus on that. I just thought it was weird that like. Yeah. They're like, oh, it went downstairs towards the accelerant and then show like an Ikea desk burning. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> the big giant um, Ikea sign above it. <laughs> they do find blood on the carpet in the upstairs bedroom though. Hmm. And so they're like, you know, the fire was obviously meant to cover up whatever actually happened here. Um, And a neighbor tells Catherine and Brass that Mike had a fiancé named James, and the neighbor happens to, like, have all her information, which is super handy. So they go to Jane's house. Uh, Jane is obviously upset. She says that, like, she's got two, like, teenagers, basically. And she was like, you know, my kids loved Mike. Um, He worked as a photographer, and then Jane's ex-husband, Russ, just, like, shows up and busts in, basically. Like, doesn't even knock, just, like, walks in the house. And they're, like, kind of going, you? <laughs> going at it a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, but Russ, when he's told about Mike, says, like, hey, I get to stop paying alimony when they get married. So I, why would I want to hurt him? Like, I want him to, to get married so I can stop paying her money, basically. Um, and Catherine tests his hands for gunpowder residue 
And it comes back negative, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, I don't think we even really talk about that ever again. She just like asks if she can do it and starts doing something while he's explaining that he wants them to get married. Yeah. Like what? Is she just taking stuff again without asking? (laughs) She asked and he agreed. Yeah. We've talked about GSR before, so I'm not going to get into it again. But if you haven't heard our rants, I don't know, listen to some other episodes about anybody who gets shot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so back at Mike ha- Mike's house, Nick is testing for accelerant and Grissom shows up like right as he's finding some of it. Um, and then Grissom wanders off and finds that like the only room that's like untouched by the fire is basically like a photo studio. And they start looking through some of the pictures and Man, they that'd find... that'd be the first place I'd set on fire. All those chemicals. Yeah. If you knew that they were flammable. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I guess I know that they're fam- flammable. <laughs> I don't think our arsonist film? knew that, probably. Man, film? Yeah. Oh, man. But, it's like kindling right there in one room. I mean, the accelerant that the person ends up using is not really true. that great of an accelerant. True, so. true, 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 true. <laughs> Obviously not a lot of forethought no one into the No one thought fire. this through. No, no. Um, so they start going through some of these photos that are just sitting there, and they find pictures of Jane's daughter, Jody, mm-hmm. uh, who... Like, the photos start out kind of innocent enough. She's wearing, like, a shirt, but she looks kind of weird. And then the next one, she's in a bathing suit. And the next one, she's naked. Oh, well, that's a problem. Yep. Yep. Because she's definitely a, like, young teenager. Yeah, that's um, it's a no-go. Yeah. So they bring Jody in with her mom and ask if Mike has been sexually abusing her. But she basically says no. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't say no. She doesn't say anything except for that she loved Mike. And Mike loved her. Okay, so side note. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty uh, typical for mm-hmm. victims of child child sexual assault victims. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, a couple things will happen, which you see this on TV. Either one, they'll tell you the story, and then they'll recant later. Mm-hmm. That's It's very common for children to recant. Or two, they may say something like what they believe to be a consensual relationship. I love him. He loves me. Yep. They've been groomed. Yes, they've been groomed to feel that way. Yeah. Or three, they don't want to tell you who it is. So they either one, don't say anything, or they will maybe even uh, pick an entirely different person to blame who has nothing to do with it. They're just too scared to tell you the real person. Yeah. So I'm not really thrown off by her reaction here. There's obviously, no. it's, in my head, I'm immediately like, okay, well, either it's not him or he's been grooming her. Yeah. So. And the, you can, like, they pan to the mom's reaction to this, and the mom's like, oh, no. Like, yeah. that's not what I was expecting her to say. Well, crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Nick and Warwick are in the lab, and they're looking at, like, some of the photos, or the the, the last photo, where she she's basically, like, you can see she has no clothes on, but she's, like, turned towards a wall on her front, so, like, you don't actually see anything. And then she's got a hand, like, up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And this is the main photo yeah. that we're going to focus on throughout the rest of this. Um, and Warwick is doing magic enhancement. He yes, does yes. All, he does some pretty fancy magic enhancement I on remember this, one. this episode. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I was like, ah, yes. Yeah. Like, this is where the enhance came in. I do maybe buy the first part a little bit. Not as much as they are able to enhance the photo, but they're basically like trying to de-blur it. Yes. Which is also a problem. (laughs) The, the, the idea of yeah. what they're wanting to do, I believe is possible. Yeah. Just not with this photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they see sort of like this weird blur, like in the corner, like the bottom corner of the photo. And they basically determine like it's a finger in yeah. the shot. Yeah. And they're like, well, if this dude's a professional, how is he managing to get his own finger into a photo? Yeah. And they suggest that maybe his other hand was occupied. Oh, okay. Yes. During this photo shoot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but work then is like, oh, maybe I can. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I'm like, I, we don't really know what kind of camera he's using either. Yeah. Because there's some. I'm like, setups. yeah, Jordan I'm trying to figure trying it to like out. Use which How would you hold the camera? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but works like well maybe I can enhance that and get some fingerprints off of the oh photo. yeah oh yeah no no I'm gonna start drinking because of this episode <laughs> I got some ciders in the fridge <laughs> I don't drink but this is going to make me drink <laughs> so we're gonna circle back to that after a while uh, but Grissom decides to do an experiment to determine if the bug came from the body farm or not. And so he's got um, a pile of ground beef mm-hmm. that's covered in a little, like, tenty thing mm-hmm. that you can see through. It's got air. So, like, he's examining these flies that are developing and stuff. And he basically has concluded that that it didn't come from the body farm. Okay. Sarah has come in. And they're kind of talking at an, you know, inappropriately close level. Like, she's, like, she could probably just, like, push her nose two inches forward and boop in the forehead. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're so close. <laughs> um, and he, like, kind of, like, finishes and starts to walk out. And she's like, hey, like, aren't we working this case together? Like, do you want to, like, include me in your thoughts and stuff? Or, like, can I help? And he's like, oh, yeah, like, you can take some pictures and then get rid of that ground beef. And she's like, are you kidding? He's like, what do you mean? She's like, how long have we, how many meals have we eaten together? And he's like, I don't know. She's like, in the year that we've worked together, like, take a while, guess. He's like, 30-ish. And she's like, yeah, I'm a vegetarian. Like, I have been a vegetarian since the night that we sat out with the pig after the fire. You remember there was, like, yeah, the yeah, new yeah, yeah, that yeah. they put him in? Yeah. And she's like, you don't even, you don't even know that. Like, of all, like, we work together. You don't even know that. Everybody knows that, you know. And Grissom just is like, meh, like, get Nick to do it then. And walks out. Okay, so I have... I have thoughts. Uh-huh. So number one, yeah, he was being a little like, hey, dude, be a better and nicer person. Yeah. Number one, maybe notice. Number two, you work in a lab, Sarah, and you're going to have to handle gross things that you don't like. So you need to suck it up. Yeah. She, yeah, she says that ground beef is painful for her to look at. She was also just like two inches away from a pile of ground beef, though. Yeah, and like so didn't I'm seem like, bothered by it. Yeah, so, so I, yeah, I'm I just like, I get mm. where she's coming from, yeah. and like, yeah, there is that insensitivity of like, hey man, like, there, I don't want to do this, you know. But I agree, like, yeah. y- you, 
you also deal with dead bodies, you know? Yeah. Like, there's... Yeah, I'm, I'm all for not mistreating animals, mm-hmm. but I'm all for not mistreating people, too. Right? <laughs> so, therefore, I can work scenes with dead bodies and also eat a hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it, again, is just playing at this theme of Grissom yeah, is... being selfish. ...super and, inconsiderate yeah. and, and not aware of his coworkers and and... Especially because he's their their leader, you know, like he's the supervisor. Yeah. I feel like I would notice if someone was a vegetarian, though. I feel like you probably would. It would probably come up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I would want to know that because then I'm going to be considered of like, hey, I'm not going to just suggest the only burger place or like, let's go get a steak. I'm going to be yeah. like, hey, where can you eat? Because I'll eat anything. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I might eat meat, but I also can eat, eat vegetarian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I eat vegetarian in a lot of, like, Asian places. Yeah, exactly. So, it's fine. <sighs> Just be a nice person. Yeah. That's all we ask. <laughs> uh, so, Brass is talking to the ex-husband, Russ, in the hallway, of all places. And Russ says that he always thought Mike was sort of, like, inappropriately kind of touchy-feely with Jody. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Like, didn't have a good feeling about him, basically, like, when he started to see Jane. Mm -hmm. So Grissom walks up and says, uh, and asks Russ if he can examine his handgun, which Russ has brought in. Russ, sorry, I don't think I mentioned that. He's a registered hand, or a registered gun gun owner. owner. And so they ask him to bring the gun in. That was a good sign when they're cooperative. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Russ brings in the gun. And Grissom, like, examines it right there, and it's clean. Mm. So that basically seems like a dead end. Um, we find out that the accelerant in the fire was nail polish remover. Oh, there you go. While flammable, not a great accelerant if you want to really set not. a whole area on fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those ones that just basically kind of burns itself out. Yep. So... You got to put it on a lot of flammable things and then feed the crap out of the fire. Give it a lot of oxygen. If you, I'm not going to tell people how to set fires. <laughs> I'm just like looking at her and I'm like, hey, cut it out. Mainly what you need to do is you need to go get some moonshine. Okay. If you really want it to burn. Oh, man. Stuff a rag down into the bottle. Do you know you can make napalm at home really easily? Okay, we're not going to let people know that. No, no. Moving on. Anyways. And in this episode, Paige tells you how to kill someone and get away with it. That's how I know how to make certain kinds of things because, the you know, we just get excited about knowing. We're on a stuff. list now. I know. I probably am on a list somewhere in multiple countries. We're, we're definitely on lists. <laughs> oh, man. Um. But Warwick, who found out that there's nail polish remover, basically thinks that this suggests a woman started the fire. I can understand that, but at the same time, like, this obviously isn't a well-thought-out fire Yeah, so it could have, like, oh, nail polish has alcohol, let me just... The closest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, Jody is seeing a doctor, and Catherine's in the room for part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jody has a burn across her like left, list, left wrist. Uh-huh. And she says it was from a curling iron. And Catherine sort of has like an internal flashback scene that yeah. we see that uh, shows Jody like dumping all this 
accelerant everywhere and then lighting a fire and somehow only burning that one tiny portion of her wrist. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and Catherine leaves and it's a very dramatic sort of like, you know, this young girl's getting a sane exam. Yeah. And Catherine hates that. So like as she walks away, she like turns around and it's real like creepy, weird. Like they show the shadow of the exam starting like on the curtain oh, that's yeah. been pulled. Like, no, you're in a full on closed off room when this happens. Yes, like you're not true. in, this is just like they in have the a hallway special, exam room. At the hospitals like, we have, they have like a special. A specific room, a special room, yeah, where all of it takes place. Yeah, like so. I almost always know what room to go yes. to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Grissom is having a drink, like a Coke or whatever, and he notices the ice melting in his glass, and he has a aha moment, aha, <laughs> and realizes that maybe the bullet melted while it was inside Mike. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It melted. So he gets some more ground beef, and he also gets a reloader, which is something you can use to basically, like, remake your bullets. Yeah. Uh, which is a con- I don't know, for our listeners, I mean, you and I know what they are, but they're, they like, if you go to the range and shoot off a bunch of shells, you can collect that brass and then reload re, uh, them, and yeah. then you have more ammo without having to go and buy the bullets it's just like anything. You buy it in parts in bulk, and it's cheaper. Yeah. Um, but he uses it to make meat bullets. <laughs> and he's also doing this in the break room. So Catherine walks in and is like, hey, man, like you probably should be doing this somewhere else. And he's like, well, I'm putting it in the freezer this time. Doesn't matter, man. Shared fridge. All right, you tool bag. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just buy a fridge and put it in your office. I'm pretty sure he has a fridge in his office. Yeah, use your own freezer. Oh, well. Uh, but basically, she just came in to tell him that uh, the SANE exam showed that Jody did have signs of sexual assault. Ooh. Yeah, it's bad news. So, Catherine and Nick go with a warrant to Jane's house, and upstairs in the bathroom, in the hamper, they find a nightgown with of Jody's that has potentially semen on it. They're using, like, their alternative light source yeah. and the goggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it lights up. Doesn't necessarily mean that it is, but that's what they think it is. Um, so as Nick is walking out the door to like get these samples to the lab, Brass walks up to the front door too and confronts Jane and says, like, you aren't actually going to marry Mike. You canceled your wedding five days ago. I just got the receipts from the Tangiers like showing that you, you know, got had a refund right. done. Um, and he thinks that it's because Jane knew that Mike was abusing Jody. But Jane says, no, like, I got cold feet. My last marriage ended so poorly. Like, I can't even be in the room with the guy now. Like, I yeah. was just afraid to ruin what Mike and I have. Um, so back at the lab, there's kind of a weird scene where Greg is, like, in his little area and everybody's in front of him. And they're basically trying to, like, figure out whose semen this is. And they, like, go one by one, like, down the list. And everybody's getting kind of, like, irritated by the end of it. Like, just tell us who the match is. Don't tell us who it doesn't match. Yeah. Because he's like, it's not this guy. It's not this guy. Well, it turns out that it's Jody's brother, Jake. Uh Yeah. So Jake is talking to Brass and Nick with, like, an advocate there with him. And he says that he didn't do anything to his sister, but Brass doesn't really believe him. And Nick asks 
to like talk alone with him and basically come to find out that he like had a wet dream basically and like just grabbed the first thing off the top of the hamper to like clean himself up. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward. Use a tissue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> best bet this will teach you. Yeah. Uh, I feel I do remember watching that episode and like kind of really feeling bad for him because yeah. he's like, what am I supposed to admit in front of all these people? Right. You know? Yeah. And Nick basically Nick handles it really well. Yeah. And is like, hey man, it, it might be embarrassing, but like you gotta tell the truth if something yeah. like this happens. Which you know it's I'm kinda glad they put this in there because we do we go into people's houses and they live there. Yeah. I mean, just because there is something there doesn't mean a crime has been committed. Yeah. And so I kind of like that they put it in there because it kept showing that, hey, people's lives were going on yeah. around this. And like, even though we found this and potentially it could be evidence, like we have to investigate how it actually got yes. there. You know, you so, can't just assume that. Just because it's there is yeah. evidence. Yeah. And it, you know, yeah. Um. So they talk a little while longer, and uh, Jake basically says, like, no, Jody is the one who's obsessed. Like, she is obsessed with Mike. She always gets excited when he's coming over. She wants to hang out with him. She wants to talk to him. Like, yeah. she basically has, like, a little teen girl crush on Mike. Um, so Grissom is working on his meat bullet idea. He gets him out of the freezer, and Doc Robbins shows up. And as, as much as Grissom's been, like painted sort of with a bad brush this this episode like i love that their relationship is like super nerdy together yeah doc grissom's like you don't work today doc robbins is like you think i'm not going to show up when you're using meat bullets you know like he's real <laughs> yeah. excited to see what happens so grissom fires one of the bullets into like a pig slab thing mm-hmm. um, and they find that it makes the same wound pattern and would explain like that it melted and then left the bovine maggot maggot inside the tissue rather yeah. than and they wouldn't have found any fragments smart. i've heard of like ice weapons yeah but uh meat's pretty interesting yeah that would be uh that would be an interesting way mm-hmm. they'd have to be frozen like they, oh, yeah. they do freeze them i yeah. should say that yeah it's you'd not have like to you can them. just like pack meat into a bullet no. and then make it work <laughs> that's a no-go yeah yeah it would have to be frozen yeah so he like freezes the bullets and then like loads them up and fires it and it works um so Brass and Grissom go and question Russ and they also have gone to his house with a search warrant and they find his reloader and test it and it was positive for bovine blood. Uh-oh. Dun dun dun. So um Russ basically says like, well, he quote unquote knew that Mike was abusing Joey. Joey? Jody. Jody. <laughs> Jody and confronted him before killing him. Um, and he's like, yep, totally did it. It was me. Set it on fire to try to cover it up. Like, I want to make a formal statement. Bring it on. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, so Grissom isn't totally convinced that he did the arson. Uh, but Brass says, like, even if he wants to protect his daughter and take the blame for it, like, who cares at this point? Like, the girl's been through enough. Yeah. That we don't need to worry about it. Yeah. And Grissom's like, yeah, no, we probably should find out what really happened. Yeah. So Sarah has filled out a leave of absence request. Of course she is. For at least six months. She's Um, so dramatic. (laughs) 
she says she's considering working for like the federal government, maybe yeah. checking out the FBI. Um, and and he's like, what? Like Grissom, she's talking to Grissom about yeah. this, and he kind of doesn't buy it. And she basically finally comes out and says, like, I need a new work environment. You don't respect me. All right then. So you know she's directly, she's being dramatic, but okay. Well, she's also you know confronting him rather than true. pulling a Grissom and like never talking about anything. That is true. So um, he also just kind of plays it off as like, is this about the hamburger thing? And uh, she says, no, it's not just about that. Like you don't you don't really respect me in any way. So either you sign that and give me the leave of absence, or I'm just going to quit. Like I need to I need to not be here. Yeah. Um, and she starts to walk out and says, oh, and he calls her and says, like, calls out to her and says, the lab needs you. And she just goes, great, and leaves. Yeah. <clears throat> so Russ is given bail and uh, Catherine basically thinks that, like, no, no jury's going to convict him because if he's killing the abuser of his daughter, he's going to get a lot of sympathy yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. I think I think, I think you would, would you would you, be convicted or but of what, a lesser crime. Oh, of a lesser crime. What I think would end up happening is that the you would be given a deal. I don't even think yeah. it would go to jury. Yeah, I don't think it would go to jury <laughs> yeah. because I don't think a prosecutor would be willing to like risk that either. Yeah. Um but she Catherine is working on a little experiment of her own. She has some sort of like dummy hand and she gets a curling iron and puts it across the wrist and it seems to be that she's telling the truth about the curling iron being right. the source of the burn. I don't remember seeing Grissom find accelerants. So we're just going to skip that part. Yeah. Uh, back to Warwick's enhancement magic. He discovers a, uh, in the photo in the other part of the photo, there is a, uh, porthole in the picture mm-hmm. like on a boat oh, okay yeah so we find out that russ owns a boat not mike so we also find on the boat his sleeping bag that has his and her fluids in it mm-hmm. um so jody basically like tells Catherine like russ is the one that was abusing me but he threatened to kill me if i ever told anybody and I went to Mike, and he said he was going to help me, and then Russ killed him. Like, Ooh. or, you know, she didn't see it happen. She didn't see the right. murder, but she said, like, you know, I told Mike, and he said he would help, and now Mike's and dead. And now Mike's dead, yeah. yeah. Um, Russ is confronted with this uh, in the interview room, and basically, like, turns to his lawyer and says, like, well, make me a deal. Like, give me a deal. I, I, I just want to get out of this, you know, for abusing his own daughter. Such yeah, a scummy no. move. Yeah. And his no lawyer's deal. like, no, I can't do that. And he's like, come on, you got me four years for murder. What? <laughs> That's the deal that he got. Dang. Yeah. Four years. Um, and, but Grissom points out that the lawyer can't do anything because under the state law in Nevada, if you abuse a minor under 14, it's a mandatory life sentence without well, the possibility of parole. Sucks to be you then. Yeah. Enjoy prison. When they find out that you abused your own daughter, it's going to be a real great time for you. Yeah. <laughs> and take your four years. <laughs> yeah. We'll just tack that on. We'll just keep your corpse there for a little while longer. Yeah. 
So Catherine and Grissom are over at Grissom's house at the end of the episode, like cooking dinner, hanging out. And she tells him, like, even though he may not want it or encourage it, like his team is trying to like build a family where they work and like hang out together and respect and like enjoy one another. And he needs to lift his head out of the microscope every once in a while and like interact and be pleasant. Yeah. You know? And she walks into the other room and Grissom picks up the phone and calls a florist of some sort and basically orders a plant for Sarah. At first he says flowers and he's like, no, not flowers, a plant. She likes vegetation. She likes vegetation. She likes vegetation. And then he has them put on the cent- uh, on the card from Grissom. How very Grissom of him. Yep. <laughs> Well, there you go. So, Grissom hopefully is going to be making some changes for the better. Well, that's good for him. You know? Yes. We'll see how how that progresses. We're just getting closer to my favorite season, just season three. Yeah. I love season three. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, was season, or episode 15, so we're not, yeah, we're not too, too far, far off, away. like five or six episodes. Yes, yeah, 22, like probably. probably. Yeah. <clears throat> next up is oh here we go <laughs> Latin phrase primum non nocier which is first do no harm the yeah. doctor phrase so that'll be next week's episode yes pretty sure we'll be able to re- continue on our weekly I think so. thing from here on for a little while at least yeah pending any work issues at least yeah we have the schedule worked out. It's just the rest of the world that doesn't. <laughs> the rest of the world doesn't seem to follow what we're needing. So, you know. Yeah. So, as always, uh, follow us on Instagram at CSI Reality Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, Email us. CSI Reality Check at gmail.com. Yep. And that's it. Oh, and rate and review oh, if yes. you enjoy the podcast. <laughs> yes, the rate and review part. I always forget, I know, that. I always forget about that, oh, too. I did. It feels weird asking people to, like, do that. Yeah. But, but do we it anyway. Do appreciate it. <laughs> um, we are now available on Google Play. Apparently. Oh yeah, that went through. Yes. Okay, good. So we're now available on Google Play, and we're still working on Spotify. Oh, that's the one. Did you never get an email about that? Uh-uh. I'll have to. Are look those two into separate that. things? Yes. Okay. I had to submit a separate one for okay. Spotify. Yeah, so we're still working on Spotify, um, and shout out to oh I forgot your username, but. Uh, you asked us to, she was asking, or I get she, he, I don't them. know, them, I yeah. don't know. Um, they were asking if, if we speak fast and I said, cause their, their native language is in English, but they were interested in the podcast. Oh. So I would said that we would try to, um, yeah, it kind of varies <laughs> from episode to episode. Yeah. It depends on how worked up we are about these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but we will mm. attempt to um, speak clearly. clearly. <laughs> Enunciate. Enunciation. <laughs> so. We do have some listeners in foreign languages, but I don't know if it's English speakers in those countries. I think the English second language type of thing. Yeah. So, well, because they've commented on like our Instagram and stuff like that. Well, hopefully they uh, give us a listen. And if we are speaking too quickly or not clearly enough, give us some feedback and we can work on that for sure. Yeah, we'll figure out something. Yeah. So 
Anyway, that's all I have. All right. I think that's it for me. I do want to apologize if you heard munching in the background this episode. Willow was chewing on her bone. (laughs) (laughs) Not too far from my microphone. But other than that, she has been um, a pretty pretty good good. dog. She's been good. She's now just passed out on the floor. Good doggy. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody stay safe, and we'll see you next week. When you're done with the show and you'd like to graduate a CSR reality check.